Welcome to Tuscan Radio or The Average Binger, depending on, on where you listen. Um, my name is Drew Rich, and today we are talking all about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 3, Replacements. This, this episode was released on Disney Plus on May 14th, 2021. It has a runtime of 28 minutes. The episode was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and was written by Matt Mishnovitz. The Batch gets stuck on a desolate moon. So I'm sorry, it's pretty late. It's Wednesday now. Uh, could not get this podcast on a Friday. I was in Cincinnati uh, for a rowing competition. And uh, for Midwest, uh, it's the Youth Rowing Midwest Championship. And uh, we got second place. So that's pr- pretty great. So yeah, the uh, commentary for this on Patreon, I should say, we have a Patreon now. It's been fully launched. Um, we currently have five podcasts up there. We have commentary tracks for the first two episodes of Bad Batch. We will be continuing that series starting next month. Well, actually, um, well, so there's three tiers. We got the, there's a $1 tier, a $3 tier, a $5 tier. The $1 tier is just books, comics, all that. Uh, where we're going to be doing book and comic reviews for stuff as they come out. We, we will be covering War of the Bounty Hunters as it releases. That's something I'm very excited to do. Comics so far has been awesome. Can't wait to see how that event con- c- continues through October. Um, the five, the $3 level, it's a TV commentary track. So each week there's going to be about two commentaries, I think, is, is the plan. Do two a week. Um... Oh, so last week it was just, you know, two episodes of Bad Batch. We're going to be doing our commentary for episode three of Bad Batch and probably four this weekend. Uh, just because I'm too busy this week uh, to do during the actual week. The $5 tier, there's going to be the... The $5 tier is most exciting. There's going to be a monthly movie commentary track. And we, we, we're still deciding how we're going to do that. If it's going to... Because we also... Another big thing, I've never announced this, but I'll, I want to bring back Star Wars episodes of Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. Uh, that's going to be happening at the $5 level in the next year or so, doing episodes going through the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, Mandalorian, and anything else coming out. But also new film commentary tracks for the Skywalker Saga, Rogue One, Solo, the Clone Wars movie, and even the two Ewok films, um, the both holiday specials, the live-action one and the Lego one, and a droid story when that movie comes out. And all future films as well. So yeah, that is the plan. Please, please go subscribe. Oh, another th- cool thing at $5 level is commissioned episodes. So if you guys want to see an episode like Top 10 Star Wars Team-Ups that we want to see, Yvonne and I are going to do that episode. Uh, but I think the rule with that is you're going to have to be a patron for a month at the five dollar level before you can commission an episode of the podcast don't worry the weekly show will always remain free for everyone it's just another if you want some extra because we're planning to switch to another podcast platform and we've we've been able to maintain listener supported just on ad revenue for a couple years we we understand that not everyone can support but if you can, please, please do. It would mean so much that you guys would want to support our show and anything. And the first subs- the first pay- Patreon subscriber uh, will get to be on an episode of Bad Batch. 
that's another thing. I'm just announcing that. Uh, you'll get to be on podcast with us. If, if you are the first subscriber at the $3 level or just any level, you're going to get to that. Um, so yeah, let's just get into this episode of The Bad Batch. Spoiler free at first. I liked it. It was fine. Felt like filler to me. But surprisingly, I like this more than episode two. That's another thing I've been doing with my um, sort of new grading system. Is that I have like actual ways to rank episodes now. And I really like that. It's not just like, this is what I'm feeling for this. No, this is what my actual thoughts are. Totally unbiased. So... We kind of saw the first Death Troopers. Kind of saw the first Death Troopers with what Crosshair was up to. I thought that was really interesting. All that stuff. This is... Oh, man. That scene with him on Onderon was so incredibly dark. Uh, that that was crazy. That, that was... Man. That... That's probably the darkest thing we've ever seen in Star Wars. I'm trying to think. That is... Like, just seeing... And it, we didn't actually see it happen, but we know what happened. Um, at, at least in animation, by far the the darkest thing. Just like seeing a, you're just knowing that a family got murdered. That, oh man, man. That was insane. But I feel like the majority of this episode and the conversations behind it have to do with what was happening with Crosshair. It's going to be a much shorter podcast. I'm not realizing just, I don't feel like there was a ton that happened this week. Um, something I did like that was changed from, um, episode two cut and run was this didn't feel like an episode of the Mandalorian. It didn't in the episodic sense with, you know, each episode's its own fun adventure, but my biggest complaint with episode two of the series was it's not really like episode two was just felt so much like chapter four sanctuary. And what I'm thinking back on that, that episode did borrow a lot from season two, episode 17 of the Clone Wars titled, uh, what was that? Was it, I think that was called, I think that episode was called Bounty Hunters or something. So yeah, that was. I, I, I like that this was different. I like that it seemed it seemed like we were get like moving the story forward with crosshair. And rogue big rogue one reference, uh Project War Mantle. That scene where Jin and Cassian are in the uh data vault in the Citadel Tower on Scarif and uh we hear about lots of new about new Imperial projects with their code names, uh hu- hyperspace tracking, which we saw come to fruition in The Last Jedi, Uh, Black Saber, Pax Aurora, and War Mantle. We know what War Mantle is now. Uh, The first conscripted stormtroopers, and they could become the Death Troopers. Uh, This is the first time I've actually ever really felt danger during a crash landing in Star Wars. I'm being honest with that, like... Like, there have been a couple in the past, like, in, in Solo, there was a big one, but you know all those characters are going to be fine. 
uh, Revenge of the Sith, the same thing. You know that there's, those characters will all be okay. In, in The Rise of Skywalker, you know, it's fine because Disney's not going to have the balls to actually kill off their main heroes halfway through the movie. <laughs> um, I shouldn't dig it the last year like that. But still, it's... This is the first time I actually really felt danger during a ship crash. Um, Wrecker was... And I'm sort of jumping around, but Wrecker was talking about how he missed Crosshair. I miss him too. I really want all six of these... These are six now. You have Omega also. All I want all six of them together by the end of season one if the show gets season two. And if the show doesn't get season two, I have a feeling that they're all going to die. Because you, you can't have these super, super enhanced clone troopers running around the galaxy uh, in, in this time period. Now, you know, you could just say, well... There's the enhanced aging. They might have died of old age or something by the time of Rebels or A New Hope. But I want... I just want the show to have a clear ending. And and I do hope the show gets season two if that if season two is called for. I feel like the fact the show is 16 episodes kind of means that you know, may, maybe one main story is ended by episode eight. And then we're going to start another one, and that'll be, like, two volumes uh, of the series. I'd be fine with that, as, as long as there's another an, animated series next year. May, maybe Darth Maul show, or or a show about Luke and his Jedi Order, or a High Republic animated series, or one about Saw and his Rebels. I'd really like to see maybe sort of these animated limited series, one each year, just, like, filling in this gap between the Clone Wars and Rebels, and, like, we're, we're starting to see it. And maybe as the shows continue, if, if, if it is, like, 15 miniseries, like, just once-season animated shows, of starting to get the animation closer from the... Like, get, getting the animation from the Clone Wars to Rebels. This, this first show, Bad Batch, the animation is very, it, it's the same as the Clone Wars, because it's right after the Clone Wars, this is Clone Wars Season 8, but I would think it's, I, I, I just want to see that animation style shift and evolve slightly through each series, if, if that is what ends up happening, which I, I'd really love, I'd, I'd really love that. We're heading back to Kamino. And AZ's back. I really love whenever AZ's in the show. I think he's a really fun character. Um, another thing I really like is that Wrecker's starting to fill out his role as sort of uh, Omega's big brother. It's sort of like, I feel like Hunter's the dad. Wrecker's the big brother. Um, Tech's the weird brother. And then Echo's the strange uncle. Is Is, is kind of the vibe I'm getting from the family dynamic here with the the bad batch and another thing with with Rucker, uh he's uh his head was hurt in the crash he or so he says but the place it was hurt was right where the bad or was like right where the the inhibitor chip is located so that could be a very interesting thing moving forward in, in the show uh is it possible for him to to have his to like for his chip, for sort of like a delayed reaction with the inhibitor chips. I think that could be a very interesting thing where 
Rucker is very clearly the most weak-minded of the Bad Batch. He's 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 the big guy. He's he's not the smartest dude there. He's he's meant to be the muscle. Um it would make sense if like he were to sort of be the first to fall to the effect of the inhibitor chip and, and tech was, was looking for a way to scan them so they could remove them. I wonder if maybe in the next episode is, is where we, we meet up with, with Rex. I think that could be really interesting to meet up with, with Rex next or this week in like two days. I, I love that a lot. I, I'm really excited to see Rex in this show. I already really hate R- R- Rampart. We've known him for like five minutes. I already hate him. Not, oh, speaking of Imperial officers, I don't know if you guys, if anyone noticed this, but uh, Tarkin's sort of uh, his patch with his his rank. It was updated since Episode One, so he was a general in Episode One. Now he's either a Moff or a Grand Moff. Didn't look at it too closely, but th- yeah, he's he's been promoted in the last day or two. Uh, oh. Omega can track as well as Hunter right? just by, by being with him for a little bit. So I, I'm starting to move away from my theory that she's a force sensitive and that her abilities are just like um, a taskmaster from Marvel Comics and the upcoming Black, Black, Black Widow movie on July 9th, where essentially his abilities are like, if he sees someone using their powers... He can replicate those powers. Obviously, he can't. I don't think he that he can hold Mjolnir, but uh, in in the Black Widow trailer, and I'm only talking about Black Widow for a second, but he was he, he was doing some Spider Man and Black Panther kicks, um, shot an arrow as well as Hawkeye. So maybe this is what o- Omega's skill set is. It seems like Nala say is like uh. Omega's kind of her pet project. It seems like that's what we're, we're getting in, in with her story arc. Um, yeah, I, I really want to show about Guerrero's fighters. That would be awesome. It'd be really, really great. And I really think that it's important that Omega didn't shoot the dragon. That, whatever the dragon was called. Because a reg would have shot without a second thought. We, we, we've seen that in the Clone Wars before. We've seen that in Clone Wars. Just shooting a monster without, or even just an animal without a second thought. And like, th- th- these are animals that aren't as advanced as more of the human or humanoid species of the galaxy, but they're still life. And I think it's, and I really like that Omega's sparing them no matter, even if it's just one. Even if it's just one. I, I really thought that was important for her character. And I also really like that we're seeing the, these legitimate reasons for the Empire to, to transition from the clones to the conscripted soldiers, where we have, um, you know, there, it's much cheaper, it's much cheaper to conscript the soldiers. You can get, you can have more soldiers, but it, they're not going to be as loyal. We saw that with Finn. And and Jana's crew in the Rise of Skywalker, where there are a lot of stormtrooper defectors. Uh, 
and that's the first order this is the empire and it's the early empire where they're still basically the republic but i really want to see this i just really want to see the clone uh the camino Re Re rebellion i really really want to see that so um the clones have sort of decreased in quality since the attack of the clones but it's, kind of, it's sort of what it seems like the longer it's been since the death of Django fett the more that genetic material they already had it's gonna wear out and it seems like what um not tonwi what's his the dude kaminoan and alice i don't I'm mean, gonna check what his name is now. Lama Su with, with, with Lama Su. It seems like they're gonna make a clone of a clone. Uh, and you know, I don't. I wonder if the so we I think we've we've just already established that the Kaminoans gave their gave the Bad Batch their mutations. How does? So could they just take a, a rag, clone the rag, and then just give the rag, like, so many more advanced capabilities? Do they have midichlorian samples? Can they make a clone trooper force sensitive? I think that would be so cool to see in Star Wars and would trigger so many great conversations like the, not really like, like this episode is doing. I feel like this episode is just a lot of setup for things happening down the line. And I really wish that we were seeing more of the galaxy in this show. How is the formation of the Empire affecting different plans? We kind of saw that last week with Cut on Seleucami. And this is sort of the same problem that I'm ha having with the High Republic co comic from Marvel right now. It just feels small. The story feels small. And it's and I understand that it's supposed to. And I But I want a bigger story. How is the galaxy being... How's the galaxy as a whole being affected by the change from the Republic to the Empire? And I think knowing that this show is just 16 episodes and not knowing it's going to get a season two and that we're already down three of those episodes, we have 13 left. How I just want to see like a city. I want to see what's hap what, what, what what's up with Coruscant. And knowing, unlike Clone Wars, where Clone Wars jumped from character to character, you get like a this episode and then a Kiati Mundi episode and then Mace Windu episode. But we're just following the Bad Batch and that's fine. But I want to see more. If if that makes sense. Alright, grading. I told you guys this is gonna be a short podcast. Uh, I grade these on a ten point metric. I take the average of those and that's my grade for the episode. The story I'm giving a seven. The acting is a 10, because D. Bradley Baker is the GOAT. The visual effects are a 10. The score is an 8. The cinematography is a 7. The directing is also an 8. The writing, 8. The comedy is at a 9. Because Wrecker did get some good lines, like um when they're crashing, and then Omega and Wrecker right next to each other, and Wrecker's like, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. That, that, I love that. The heart's at a 10. It seems like Hunter is really starting to trust Omega more and more. I really love that. The, re the, the rewatch watchability is an 8. I've seen this episode three times already. I'm going to watch it. 
I think two more times this week. And uh, the total I'm giving this episode, oh, and this total is an 8.5 out of 10. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to this podcast. Please, please check us out on Patreon or patreon.com slash Tuscan Radio. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Yeah, is that what it is? It's at Tuscan Radio Pod. Email is tuscanradio at gmail.com. We have a new email now. And um, follow, follow us on Instagram Kid Com- at Kid Commentaries Network and check out the website kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch, and the force will be with you always.